Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz, live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. I'm Kelly Patrick, coming at you as we do every Sunday morning, 9 AM until 11 AM. Joined in studio this morning by my man Chris Embry. Chris, how are you, sir? Doing great. How you doing, man? Doing very well. Appreciate you joining us today. Also, behind the glass back there, we got our man Brandon Bishop. Brandon, how are you, sir? Good morning, sir. How are you? Doing very well. We're going to be joined here shortly by Ben Fowler of Derby City MMA. Uh, ben is a local fighter, uh, also a diehard Louisville fan. If you want to know how big of a diehard Louisville fan he is, ask him about the game yesterday. The crowd, the attendance has been a very topical conversation Louisville fans are known as being, dare I say, fair weather, Brandon? Well, I mean, if we're talking about you. Yes, yes. myself included. I was not at the game yesterday, but we have our man Ben Fowler, local MMA fighter, who's also such a big Cards fan. Yes, he was, in fact, physically at the game yesterday, despite the inclement weather. So, I mean, yesterday it's a literal interpretation of the fair weather fans, but then I take it to an even next degree of fair weather fans it's almost a figurative figurative thing but ben fowler not a fair weather fan in the literal or the figure figurative uh, uh sense we want to thank before we get started the sponsors of the weekend sports buzz we have louisville combat academy located at 10105 dixie highway louisville kentucky 40272 louisville combat academy has the most Active MMA fighters at any gym in the state of Kentucky. If you want to train to get in the cage, that's the place to be. We appreciate AJ Jenkins, Holly Jenkins, the support from everyone over at Louisville Combat Academy. Also, I want to give a shout out to my health insurance practice. I now have 98 customers. If you like the weekend sports buzz or the podcast, The Kelly Patrick Show, and you want to hear more of it, and you want to continue hearing more of me on the air, Please help me get some referrals for my health insurance practice. A great referral to me would be anyone on Medicare between October 15th and December 7th. Everyone should be reviewing their Medicare coverage for the next year. If you're on Medicare Advantage or traditional Medicare supplement, you need to check out your coverage for the next year. Medicare Advantage, you need to see if you're on the best plan for 2020. If you're on a supplement, most of the time you want to leave that how it is. But you do need to make sure you're on the best prescription drug plan for 2020. There's 28 available plans in 2020. And if you're not shopping to make sure you're on the very best one for you or your loved one, you're doing yourself a serious disservice. So please contact me, 502-386-0978. I'm an independent broker. That means I'm not tied to a specific company. I can find the best coverage for you in your specific situation. I also help individuals under the age of 65, and I do group health insurance. So if you're in charge of the benefits for a business, you own a business and you need to get coverage for your employees, or or you want to shop your coverage for your employees, that would be a great referral for me also. We encourage you, the listener, to give us a call on the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, which is 502 384 1450. We've got a lot to talk about this morning. Should be in a very exciting show. The three local football teams won. Indiana won, Louisville won, and Kentucky won. So because of that, I'm back on the train. 
I'm real pro-college football on the local level. What do you guys think? Welcome back to the bandwagon. Thank you. Thank you very much. How's it feel? Yeah, feels good. Feels good. Looks like there's a chance all three can make a bowl still. Oh, yeah. It's pretty, uh, you know, I I wouldn't have expected that at the beginning of the year. A hundred percent. I'm with you. I I agree. It's a good time to be a football fan here locally. And, of course, we always have some basketball that we can talk about. We got our man Ben Fowler coming in. He's got the Mike Tyson shirt on. I'm sorry, Muhammad Ali. You know, that's a Muhammad Ali version. Correct me, Ben. Here, do we got a mic check here? Let's Brandon, can, can we hear our man Ben Fowler? Let's get a mic check from you, Ben. Hey, check, check. There it is. We're we got up. Ben Fowler. Ben, before we jump into it, we were just talking about how much of a fair weather Louisville Cardinals football fan I am, literally and figuratively. Okay. The actual weather yesterday would have scared me away, but you are not the uh, fair weather fan, right? Oh, those are my favorite games, the most memorable ones. A little closer to your mouth here, okay. yeah. Most yeah. memorable, okay. Yeah. First, tell us about your shirt. Okay. Uh, if y'all are U of L fans or just from Louisville, whatever, there's a company called Five O Two Originals. I think they have a they have a store in Jam or uh, St. Matthew's Mall as well. They make some awesome shirts, but they have this Mike Tyson punch out shirt. And instead of Mike Tyson, it's Muhammad Ali. They have a bunch of 502 stuff all, all over. It's pretty cool. Very nice. I get, if I go out in public with this, every time people are like, damn, I love that shirt. I love that. It's a good conversation starter. Sure. Yeah. Um, also, so before we jump into dissecting the Louisville game from yesterday, big win over Virginia here in Louisville. You're an MMA fighter. You got a fight coming up on Saturday, November 23rd against Derek Overstreet for HR MMA 112. Yes, sir. What's your, what's your amateur MMA record? Uh, three and one. Three and one. And the, the one? Doctor stoppage by cut. Yeah. Yep. So I was getting, I was trying to show Chris that earlier. And I would say in a way. It's my favorite fight. Yeah. I love it. Is that right? Yeah. I watch I, it all the time. That almost embodies <laughs> to me what you are. And I've said it on the podcast a couple of times is that you kind of seem a little crazy in the cage. You're like always <laughs> smiling. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah, damn, yeah. that's somebody I wouldn't want to mess with. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. In life, you're always thinking about the past or the future. You're always, oh, I got to be here at five. I got. It's one of those rare moments where nothing exists except what's happening right now, and you better be in the right now, or it's going to be a problem for you. Do you so. think that's fair that that is your counted as a loss? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Because he I mean, damaged you. What I you guys are trying see, to I mean, do in was, there is damage each other. It was a perfectly placed cut like it's right above the eye so like i was blinded in my right eye i think the referee should have stopped it sooner okay but watching you inside the cage of course i was cage side i do the commentary you were like so disappointed and your mannerisms was like oh my god there's blood everywhere and that guy looks super mad god i don't want to mess with that guy he looks like he's all fired up so i mean it didn't seem didn't seem like you wanted the fight to be stopped well that's one of those things like when you get into the sport everybody thinks it's like this crazy bloodbath sport but that never happens nobody's ever bleeding really but like you you always kind of wonder like damn like could I be in what happened if I was in one of the like a clay Gita fight or like Diego Sanchez they're always bleeding and stuff and you're like man like am I an animal like that like what happened you know you don't know what until you're actually if there you're actually in it yeah exactly sure. and you're like okay I was in it and it, it's not as bad as you think it's just my son, jo- Johnny Patrick, and I were watching some Chris Lytle fights last night. Yeah. And he was Lights never out. stopped. Lights out was never stopped, really? never knocked out or submitted. But wow. I think he had two or three fights stopped By due cut. to just, just blood everywhere. And yeah. similarly, just he's all fired up and he didn't want it to be stopped. Yeah. It's not like he was put to sleep via choke or knocked out at all. 
It was like there's a, a there was damage done that couldn't you know had to be tended to. So therefore, yeah. he lost. Not technically stopped, but did lose. Brandon Bishop, you ever had a fight stop like that? Um, yeah, I've actually when I fought Sando at Virginia Tech, I got a cut between my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty upset that the doctor stopped that because I feel like if the blood's in your eyes or causing a problem with your vision or something like that, then, you know, of course, obviously it needs to be stopped. But the blood was going down the bridge of my nose so I could see pretty clearly the blood wasn't affecting my vision at all. And um, and he, the doctor told me he could see my skull. And I felt like, I, you know, I could run for the last minute and still win on, on points. But um, so I felt like I was I was kind of robbed of that one. But. You know, I mean, when they can see your skull, you probably should sit down. Yeah. Well, that's something people get confused. It's it's really, it's not a fight. It's a sport. Right. Huh. That's why right. some people, like, you can you can literally go out there, just take someone down, lay on them for and win. nine minutes. And sure. Win, and that's not a fight. It's a game. We're going to talk primarily about college football this morning, okay? Yeah. But while on the topic of MMA, Ben Askren was oh. attempting yesterday to do just that. Wanted to take it down, maybe win a decision, right? Yeah, or or staple him and get a, 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 a ground and pound. Well, I don't know how he would have won that fight. Okay. There's no way for him to, really. I mean, what do you do? Is that right? I He's mean, not going to outstrike Maya. Yeah. I, people sleep on Maya striking, too. He's not that bad. About That's 10 years ago, about 10 years ago, Maya was determined to be a striker. And then Nate Marquardt put him to sleep. Oh, yeah. He so like, he wasn't. Mind. He's I'm not the not best striker this. in the world, yeah. but he's definitely a better striker than Ben Askren. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I've said, yeah. Ben so, Askren, I don't even know how he gets his takedowns. He just, like, ducks. I mean, he's incredible. He just ducks his head and he it just, works. like, grabs, and it works. I don't know. So, yesterday, big win for the sport, for jiu-jitsu practitioners everywhere. Is that yeah, accurate? I love it. Damian love Maya it. Uh, took the back of Ben Askren and choked him unconscious. Well, it's one of those things in MMA, doing, like, MMA math and stuff. It's, like, every all the wrestlers are, oh, wrestling's better, jiu-jitsu better, whatever. But you get the highest caliber wrestler against the highest caliber jiu-jitsu guy. I think jiu-jitsu always wins that wow. match. Okay. Always. Unless they got good striking on the ground for a ground and pound, but I don't think Damian Maia is going to get ground and pounded by anybody. Historically, I guess Matt Hughes beating Hoist Gracie would be more an example of a really good wrestler adopting jiu-jitsu too. But he Hoist didn't have MMA jiu-jitsu. Uh, okay. I, I don't think. I okay. think he was just pure jiu- that was he was the- old. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's he's more of a geek. I mean, shit. He wore a gi in the. He wore a gi in his, you know, UFC matches. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we, we Ben Fowler, you're an MMA fighter. We appreciate everything. You're perfect for this show, in my opinion. MMA fighter who follows conventional, traditional sports. Also, yep. you were at the game yesterday, sir. How substantial was this win for the Louisville Cardinals? Satterfield. How it great is Satterfield? Huge. Okay, but I'm gonna preface this by saying Satterfield is coach of the year. I am 100% fan. We knocked two home runs out by hiring Chris Mack and him. And um, I am not a fan of a lot of his in-game play calling, though, and decisions. But outside of that, I'm all for it. Like, he's the man. Okay. I'm all in. Was there anything controversial done yesterday? Some would say Cunningham was looking good. (laughs) And for some reason, Satterfield put Conley in. I like Conley better. Still? Even after yesterday, every time he started a drive, it was within the ten yard line. Like, okay, you know, but that was a that was a bad game for him because he's more of a pocket passer. And Virginia's rush defense was, I mean, the pass rush was just killing us. What was the 
sentiment of the fan base who was in attendance at the game for the cards yesterday? Drunk? Everybody smashed drunk? Oh, man. So, like, you know, most schools, I travel around to games, too, and most schools don't do alcohol at all. There aren't even, there isn't even drinking. We were having, the camera guy was, like, literally going around and watching people chug beer. Next person, they chug a beer. Next person, they chug a beer. That's good. It was great. It was a good time. Okay. Substantial win. I mean, they were too... It's easy to forget and move past this, but they were two and ten last year. Yeah, I th- two I and ten. We'd have three or four wins this year. And I did too. Should be Florida State. Chris Embry, what did we predict on the air? You and I both predicted the Cards would win how many games? Three wins. Yeah, I, I you know I was I try to be realistic. You know, Eastern, Western, and Kentucky. You can just count Kentucky as a win every year. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> we got our resident Kentucky guy yeah. here, Chris Embry. We'll jump into that and more in just a minute. But for now, I want to remind our listeners, the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We're going to head to the buzz line now where we have our man, Brian the Insider, on the line with us. How are you this morning, Brian? Good morning, everybody. Hey, I want to apologize. I've, I've lost my voice, I think, screaming for the cards uh, yesterday. But, uh, <clears throat> hey, I want to talk college football. Let me start out by congratulating. I'll talk about the Cardinals, but before that, Ass off to my wife's favorite team and Chris's team and many teams, many players, the Cats. The Cats had a huge win yesterday at Commonwealth Stadium, a win they really needed and a pretty convincing win. Their quarterback, they're still not able to throw much, but at least he tried a little bit. But but Alden ran for yards and really looked fantastic. And it was a dominating performance for Kentucky to get them back to 4-4 four and four and really kind of save their season. And uh, they can continue to play well from here. Uh, they got a lot of winnable games left. But big win by Kentucky. But as you guys were just talking about, wow, what a win by the Cards. You know, a very good Virginia team who was picked to win their side of the ACC came in and experienced a veteran team. And Louisville just pounded them. Louisville outrushed Virginia. 227 to 78. Javion Hawkins is the man. I mean, 5'9, 180 pounds. This guy ran, he set a Cardinal record. He's his first five games for Louisville at home, he's rushed for over a hundred yards. No Cardinal has ever done that. This guy's unbelievable. We talked about him last week about what he did, you know, against first guy to rush for a hundred yards against Clemson, but unbelievable. Hey, I will. I will tell you though. I love Satterfield, and and, and I like Conley. I think Conley's a nice backup. But uh, man, I thought Satterfield stayed away. We were we we did have bad field position, but Conley wasn't nearly quick enough with that offense, uh, defensive line for Virginia. And if we'd have stayed with Conley, we would have lost the game. Cunningham, guys, go look it up. He's in the top ten in the country in overall efficiency as a quarterback, running and passing. I mean, Lamar was at the game, and that brought the fans or really fired the fans up. But I got to tell you, this guy's doing a great Lamar imitation. He's not Lamar, but he's Lamar light, and he definitely gives Louisville the best shot to win. And unless he's hurt, I don't need to see Conley anymore. I think Conley's a great – keep in mind, Conley's a true freshman. So, I mean, he's, doing, he's, he's done a great job. But Conley, or I'm sorry, Cunningham, in my opinion, is the quarterback. And I'd, I'd be shocked if Satterfield, unless he's hurt, goes back to him. Guys, talking about those two wins, let, you got to talk about Indiana. The Hoosiers have really 
really done well. They're at six and two now. They went to Nebraska, one of the perennial programs in all of college football. Ninety thousand fans in Lincoln, and the Hoosiers won. They go to six and two. I mean, the Hoosiers, the backup quarterback. Uh, came in, another huge day, it passed for 350 yards and a couple touchdowns. The Hoosiers, with a loss to uh, what I think is the best team in the country, Ohio State, who won, who killed Wisconsin 38-7 to yesterday. I mean, I'm telling you, the Hoosiers of the tri-state teams is the one that really needs to get a lot of the attention, and hats off to all the Hoosier fans. Uh, so that to go to Nebraska and win that. But, you know, talking about the Hoosier State guys, wasn't it another Hoosier team that was supposed to do so well? And that's your boy, Jeff Brown. I was about to say Five, it. I, I love when they about lose. seventh in the country. They're two and six. They got blown out by lowly Illinois, yeah. 24 to six at home. I mean, how does it feel to wake up if you're Jeff Brom now? Turning, not just turning down your hometown Cardinals, but kind of rubbing their face in the mud a little bit uh, by the way he negotiated his deal and really upset and, and pissed off a lot of Cardinal fans, including this one. No love lost there, Jeffy. You're probably going to get canned, but don't think like you did in your, in your comments that you'll get a shot to come back to Louisville because you won't. It's over. Hey, Oklahoma, guys, I'm glad to see they finally lost. Now, that, now the new question is going to be how they can finally get back in to the playoff picture with one loss. They're done. It's over, Jalen Hurt. You're going to be a running back someday, somewhere. You're over. Oklahoma loses at Kansas State. That's got to knock them completely off. They don't have a conference game or conference championship either, do they? And and, and everybody wants to always find a way for Oklahoma to get back in. There's two teams that can lose a bunch of games, and everybody wants to know how they can get into the playoffs. That's Oklahoma and Notre Dame. Notre Dame got killed at Michigan. They're done, too, guys. Take the little mascot, the little fighting Irish guy, tie him up. It's over. Bad loss there. I mentioned Ohio State win. Hey, guys, on another note, Tiger Woods is over in Japan playing against the best players in the country, in the world. Rory, everybody's in the tournament. Tiger's half, 11 holes through the final round and is up three. It would be his 82nd win. It's truly remarkable what Tiger Woods is doing Huge effort. If he can hold on and win this big event in Japan, uh, that really is is amazing. Maximum security, guys. I'm not talking about what Kelly was almost involved in last night when he got locked up. Maximum security. I'm talking about the duly awarded Kentucky Derby winner that got robbed. Best horse in training. Not going to the Breeders' Cup because he's coming off a three-month layoff and had a uh, bout with colic, which a lot of horses die from. He comes back from that yesterday at Belmont, runs seven furlongs, almost breaks the track record. Unbelievable performance by maximum security. He's not going to go to the Breeders' Cup. He's either going to run next in the Cigar Mile at Aqueduct, or my hope is that he runs at the Grade 1 Clark Handicap the day after Thanksgiving at Churchill Downs and gets the, the win that he got absolutely screwed out of on Derby Day. And that's why I'm voting. Boycotting for the first time in 30 years, guys. I will not be betting the Breeders' Cup in an absolute boycott for the rob job that happened to my horse, Maximum Security. Hey, guys, I'm going to close out with one thing. How good is Louisville City? Louisville City can get new coaches. They get new players. 
But the one constant they continue to do is win, and they win in the playoffs, and they won their playoff game yesterday at home in the baseball stadium over Slugger Field. It's the last game officially to ever be played. They go on the road next week and play the number one team in Pittsburgh. But Louisville City, guys, and then a big announcement this week that Louisville is going to get a women's professional, actually the highest level women's uh, soccer team, and they're going to play in the new stadium. They're, they have some joint ownership with Louisville City, so the city's getting also a women's soccer team. But Louisville City continues, the, the current champ of the league continues to impress. Guys, that's all I got, but the star, in my opinion, is the diminutive 5'9", 182-pound Javion Hawkins. That kid, if you've seen him in person, you walk by him in a Walmart, you, you guys are wrestlers, you guys are fighters. You think, man, I could take this guy down and pin him. This might be the toughest SOB in the country. Guys, thanks for having me on. Good stuff there, as always, from our man Brian the Insider. Man, he was fired up. What? He's trying to say I got arrested last night? I think that was his story, yeah. How yeah, did that go? What happened? I didn't get arrested last night. Chris told me before the show he took 12 jello shots yesterday. I sure did, man. <laughs> ben, you, go the, you go to the game? No, to I, I went out. to a Halloween party and okay, had a good you. time last yeah, night. Yeah. Ben, how many jello shots did you take yesterday? I don't take any jello shots. <laughs> you drank it all yesterday? <laughs> yeah. A little bit? A, I had a little bit of vodka. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. That always helps when you have to sit in the rain. I was going to say, it was going to be cold, so I need to be a little warm. Absolutely. Sure. I get pretty amped up, man, so it's an excuse. Okay. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Brian's call? He touched on a lot of things. Chris, Ben, what do you guys think? Hawkins is the man. <laughs> and I want to say, if uh, growing up, being an offensive lineman, I always – a lot of people don't even know the names of offensive linemen or look at them, look at their play or anything. But Makai Becton, if you watch our games, especially in person – he is special. The way how big he is, how fast he moves, how much he he doesn't quit on plays. He he looks like he makes our left guard look like a a tight end. How big he is, and he's faster than everybody. And Wolves gonna miss him next year big time. I think he's going first first top fifteen in the draft. Wow. And uh, you know he's a junior. And uh, how how he valuable opens up run game? How so valuable much. are offensive linemen? I could give a lot of examples, but the first one that comes to mind is the Cowboys right now are having some success. Me, I attribute that in large part to Jerry Jones and his sons, or whoever makes the decisions for the Cowboys. Back, however many years ago it was, where they say, "Can we take Johnny Manziel?" I wanted or, him. I was oh, all in on it. Are you a Cowboys fan? Yep. Oh, unfortunately, this okay. is if we pay Dak Prescott, I'm. I'm leaving him though. Okay, because I don't want him. But 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 instead they took Zach Martin out of Notre Dame. Everybody yeah. was like, "Whoa, was, yeah, what happened? Back, Why don't we good. take the sexy this the 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 sexy pick in Johnny Manziel?" No, they took the offensive lineman. And how did that turn out for you, Ben? I mean, it's whenever you whenever you get an offensive lineman, it's a long term deal. It's going to pay off, you know, dividends in the end. And they're never you're never going to hear their name yelled. It's a quiet job. It's you know, there's no there's no like you know. Oh my God! The left tackle for the Ravens is here. Everybody wants to see Lamar Jackson. Nobody cares yeah. about that, you know. Who's the best offense? And we'll get back to the conversation there. Who's the best offensive lineman in the history of football, in Jonathan your opinion? Jonathan Ogden, probably. You okay, say a lineman. Yep, probably Jonathan Ogden. Okay, long time yeah. Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. six foot nine, just behemoth of a man. Okay, so continue. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> oh, sidetrack. Yeah, I'm, I'm a sports junkie. I can go into a lot but of yeah, different back directions. To Louisville, uh, a lot of our running game, man. He just he crashes the line. You're not you're not going to not get blocked by him unless I mean you're some other NFL. Defensive How big end, is he? 
I don't know. Look it up. He's he's a monster. Saw his family at the Louisville tailgate uh, two weeks ago, and they're all giants. Okay. It's, looked like he had a bunch of younger younger siblings that are going to play some ball as well. Hopefully here, you know. Okay. Anything else, Brian? Touch on that uh, resonated with you, Chris? Yeah, I mean, uh, Louisville ends up with Satterfield and. A lot of fans are upset that, you know, they have to go to their second pick or whatever his third pick. I don't know what he was, but Louisville ends up with the best uh, coach for uh, out of the two that they wanted. And uh, Brom looking like he's just uh, falling apart. And um, I'm happy to see a lot of my Louisville uh, friends, you know, get something to cheer about in football again. It's a very, very good job he's done with them. I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, obviously, we talked about predicting three wins, and they've well surpassed that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they're definitely going to a bowl. Um, I know I they think still we'll have, win out. They have a tough schedule, but I, I think they're definitely uh, making some noise this year. Mackay Becton listed at six foot seven, three sixty nine. Wow. And he's downfield blocking. It's crazy. He doesn't give up on plays. It's mm. only twenty years old. Yeah. Wow, man, that's a giant. Okay, now Brian touched on a couple other things. Big win for Kentucky. Yeah, I was about to say congratulations to the Cats. Y'all deserve that one. Yep. That was a good one. Um, you know, it was a sloppy game with the weather. Um, a lot of plays went their way. You had uh, one of the punters fake a punt and uh, take it downfield for like a twenty-yard gain or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they they needed some positive energy after falling apart in a couple games. So they still don't have a quarterback, uh, but Lynn Bowden's doing a very good job for what he's been dealt. So uh, hopefully they can make a bow out Is of Is Smith's shoulder still messed up or elbow, I, whatever I it was? I think so, yeah. And I'm not even sure about these other two walk-on quarterback uh, backups. I, I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to have to – possibly stick with Bolden the rest of the year but now there was a lot of rain during that Kentucky game yesterday so if you're making a case for a running quarterback sometimes inclement weather is good for that it's almost the sloppier that the game is the more athletic the quarterback the better yeah now they could then turn around and you know have a bunch of fumbles or something so I mean you can screw up still but but big game from the current former wide receiver now current quarterback for the Wildcats yeah, and it's pretty much obvious what they're going to do each play. I mean, they've got to run the ball. There's not much passing ability from the uh, Bowden, but, hey, they made it work. Um, I mean, it's not the biggest win, but, but they needed momentum. It's a good win. Right? Oh, yeah, awesome Missouri win. is now yeah. is, is, was 5-2 and two headed wow. in, into that game. Kentucky's now 4-4. Four and four, So, I mean, big win. Oof. I do not want to set up that. That's going to five be, win UK team coming to play U of L or us going to see them. It's always just more drama, especially if there is a bowl game to be that's had what I'm saying. by one team. Uh, Louisville will probably have their sixth win by then. I don't know. I mean, I think. I mean, we're winning. Did you say out. winning yeah, out? We're winning out, man. Ben. You think so? NC State might get us, but other than that, who do they have next? Uh, Miami. We get a bye week to get healthy first. Yeah, off, Kentucky and Louisville both have a bye. Bad. Have a bye. Yeah, Good and then we stuff. go to Miami. Yep, and and Miami's not what they used to be. No. That's right. But projected as of right now, they're 4-4. Four and four. Uh, But according to the ESPN projector, as of right now, a lot of people – the game's at Miami. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do think Miami could win is going to win that game. Well, 
I we'll see. I have Louisville on this one. So both Louisville and Kentucky with a bye week this upcoming Saturday. IU. I know we don't talk a lot about IU football, but we're here in Indiana, and we're technically an IU station. Man. We need to hear from the truth as well because he was saying a lot of good things about this football team, and he ended up being right, and we haven't heard much from him since. For a little bit of perspective, I, <laughs> I've i been on the air for about eight years now, and the truth has called in preseason and predicted IU football to win the national championship, I think on three separate occasions. And then also a few different times for IU basketball. So he's an optimistic fan. That's okay, Truth. We love you. We encourage you to give us a call on the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, 502-384-1450. So IU, Kentucky, and Louisville all having good seasons. Brandon, I told you, this is the year, right? This is the year to be a college football fan here locally. That's what I've been saying all along, right? Is it? (laughs) No, I haven't. Preseason, I try to be realistic. You know, I'm I'm trying to be built for longevity. I want to be on the air five years yeah. from now and be like, well, uh, you know, not always trying to just be overly optimistic about certain teams. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, you know, last year it was two and ten. I was here every Sunday, Ben. Every Sunday I was here on the air. I was like, well, we don't need to talk about Louisville, ba- Louisville football this year. You sound bitter. Yeah. No, I'm happy. I am. I'm still mad about it. Last year, they just quit. Like it was. How bad no was that? Fight. Just, hey, does Petrino? I don't need wins. I just need you to try. They just right. didn't even try. Does Petrino deserve any credit for the success this current team's having? No, because the same. He, uh, he brought in recruits. I'll give him that. He gave, he goes Hawkins and then whatever. But like, there's y'all were just not even trying last year. Just walking bad. on plays, no tackling, awful. Now first game, gang tackling, everybody running every play. You know, people were actually upset when they, like, messed up instead of just being like, oh, well. <laughs> like, you last, know. Last season looked like they were tanking. Yeah. Us. We we talked about it. I was it like, are we trying bit. to get a draft pick? But this I don't is know the what. NFL. <laughs> Maybe they were confused. <laughs> Petrino's been on some NFL staffs. Maybe they thought that if they tanked, they'd get a better draft pick. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But I can tell you this. Uh, I just don't see him coaching again. I, maybe – Somebody picks him up, but I just – I don't know. I think it's – In hindsight, what do we think of Petrino? He had two stints here. What do we think of Petrino as a coach? What a this. weird case study. Louisville fans have been good football fans. Look, being a Louisville fan and going to games, it destroys me. Because I, I travel around. I go to Clemson, all these places, Ohio State. Their fans do not sit down. Every play. I don't care if it's first down in the first quarter. They are all standing up screaming. You can't even hear. Like the players have to call timeouts. They can't even hear anything. It's fourth quarter. We're like in a closed game. People are just sitting there kind of watching. But Petrino, that first stint, when we had that Miami game at home that year, from the beginning of the game to the end of the game, the place was packed and people were standing. And it was the first and only time that I've ever seen Louisville fans act like real football fans. And I'm gonna, I'm not going to knock him. It was a good time for a few years. But, man, that second go-around was rough, man. Yeah. I don't know. But it had some highs. It did. He brought the Lamar Jackson. Lamar experiment he brought him i'll tell you before lamar came i was always so nervous because his recruiting picture was him in a florida state toboggan and when he announced louisville i was like all right did you think right there for those of our listeners who were not completely tuned into the louisville recruiting scene at the time 
he wasn't projected to be the best thing since oh, yeah, sliced, but if since you sliced watched, bread. But 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 some people who were really engaged in it were like, oh yeah, this guy's yeah, an athlete. Truth. But but what, what was he a three or four star? I think a three. Yeah, but if you watched his Pompano Beach uh, highlights, it was just like it looked like a video game, and I yeah. was like, this kid's gonna be incredible at some position, if not quarterback, somewhere. But. Oh. He done God. some amazing things at U of L. Oh I mean, yeah, and he's doing some amazing things in the NFL. NFL, absolutely. Yeah, I can't believe it. What about Teddy? How yeah. about Teddy? Teddy's yeah, amazing. And for man. that guy, what a comeback! Absolutely. His, after his knee and everything, is Ooh. he getting ready to be benched for Breeze? I think so. I want the Bears to trade for him. I think he could win a Super Bowl there. Wow. Okay. But it's awesome. The Saints aren't going to let him go after that gruesome injury. Yeah, he's he's done amazing, and hopefully, he stays healthy and. Gets paid. We've got yeah, a full house. Mostly get paid. Yeah. That's what I want for him. <laughs> for Teddy. Yeah. He deserves it. Oh, yeah. He's a good guy. Always looking out for his mom and stuff. He almost gave up on football to take care of her. But The cool thing about Teddy, one of the cool things about Teddy, he's like Gorgie Jang to me. Mm-hmm. is just super lovable. Yes, exactly. Um, but one of the cool things about Teddy is if he needs to, he's actually really fast. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't really, you know, that's yeah. not his game entirely. NFL quarterback can't be risking all that. No, but even in college, he kind of played like yeah. that. If necessary, he could scamper for 15, 17 yards, then get out of bounds real quick. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't know, you know, what his 40 time is or anything like that, but he looks like when he gets going, he's really fast, but obviously a pass first yeah. quarterback. Obviously, yeah. I'll tell you, it reminded me of Teddy. Uh, Teddy. That game yesterday, it reminded me of the uh, Cincinnati game where Teddy. Uh, Devontae Parker and Damian Copeland were playing. We barely beat them at the end there, and it was raining. That's what was Copeland's nickname, Honey Mustard, or Honey Mustard? I think it was yellow hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so s- today is Sunday, October twenty seventh. I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, born into it. Today, mm-hmm. yeah, today. You're a fan today. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying looking you don't across. Have to be. <laughs> I guess I don't have to be. I could bail. But they're 0-7, Brandon, okay? And you're still on the bandwagon. I guess. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know. Well, obviously not. But <laughs> Yeah, they're 0-7. They are playing the Rams, who are 4-3, and 1 o'clock p.m. on CBS. Rams are favored to win by 11. Wow. So, NFL games today. Obviously, that's not the most intriguing matchup, but what's going on with the NFL? What's What's got you guys engaged today? I don't know who's playing today. <laughs> we got the, the Bengals and Rams at 1. We got the Seahawks, 5-2. and two. At the Falcons at okay. one o'clock, who are one and six. We've got the Eagles, who are three and four, against the Bills, who are five and one. Yeah, yeah. Bills okay, tear them up. The Bills are always exciting to watch. I love that they're good now. I love the I love the Bills Mafia. That's what I, I was going to say. I want to jump off tables at Louisville game. I want to jump on the tables at Louisville games, but I'm scared to injure myself for a fight. And it's you know, B- Bills fans are not scared. You see. Husky females being power bombed through tables, <laughs> and they're drunk. They're they're super drunk. Have you seen this, Brandon? No. Can you Buff- pull up a video? Buffalo Bills, New York, it. Northern New York, uh, have a football team. Buffalo Bills. Uh, I've heard the of fans them. up there have to wear a bunch of <laughs> bunch of uh, clothes because it's cold up there. But they got some men and women, in large part, maybe a little bit heavy, and they drink. They go hard. It's cold and they, up there. Yeah, they be. slam each other through tables. They <laughs> jump off. They do uh, elbow drops off a big truck. Onto things and everybody's cheering and I've seen crazy stuff. They get wild. Yeah. Is that the wildest fan base in the world of sports? Well, you're you're not talking United about soccer. Who, you, yeah, yeah, I was going to say but, United uh, States. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Who else deserves to be in that the, conversation? The I Eagles mean, the, fans eating horse poop in the street after a win was pretty big. That was a good one. 
<laughs> that was wild. Okay. I wanted to go there for that. I was. I told my buddies, I was like, we should go to either Boston or Philly to watch this game, this Super Bowl. And we have a 50% shot at having a good time that night. And I 50%. wanted to go to Philly, and it would have been wild. Our man Trev- if they, I don't know if they lost, it would have probably been fun, too. They would have probably started burning stuff. That would have been fun to watch. But Station manager here, Trevor Kelsey, Bacon. He is a lifelong uh, Eagles fan, and he went to the Super Bowl. He was there. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Man. I mean, would you ever eat poop for your team, man? That's- oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll do it for an ACC championship. Yeah. I don't even need to win a – Yeah. I thought they were going to only win th- – Louisville was going to win three games this year. Yeah. They might win six <laughs> next week, you know, I mean, or in two weeks. So, I mean, yeah. Yes. Any other questions? <laughs> Eagles three and four against the Bills, who are five and one. We got the Chargers at two and five against the Bears, who are three and three. Ben, you mentioned you wish Teddy would get traded to the Bears. Yeah, I mean that defense is ridiculous, but they just don't have a quarterback, and okay. the one they do have gets hurt. So you know, Giants are two and five against the Lions, who are two three and one. They're finally healthy now. The Giants. What do you think of Daniel Jones? I like him a lot. Looking, <laughs> you back, think people got carried away draft day when they were like. Worst pick ever. Do you remember that? I do. I like to – I for some reason, that's a pet peeve of mine. Draft day, everybody's like, oh, I know everything. NFL GMs are dumb. I know everything. I don't know why. I remember Mario Williams and Reggie Bush. I remember them taking Mario Williams instead of Bush, and everybody's like, mm-hmm. stupidest pick ever. I mentioned it earlier with Zach Martin going over Johnny Manziel. I don't know why. I think sports fans are stupid, and it, it gets under my skin for some reason. But the reason I mention that is Daniel Jones was drafted. Everybody thought it was dumb because of Cutcliffe and the Manning connection and this and that. Everybody thought they were smarter than the GM. And now I'm pulling for Daniel Jones to be a Hall of Famer. I love it. I love him. We got the Buccaneers at 2-4 and four against the Titans at 3-4. and four, okay. 1 o'clock. We got the Broncos at 2-5 and five <laughs> against the Colts at 4-2. and two. The Colts out here doing things, man. Jacoby Brissett trying to get paid. I hope they I hope he uh I hope he does well. What do you think of Andrew Lux? We were <laughs> my son and I drafted a fantasy football mm-hmm. team within like twenty minutes after I drafted Andrew Luck early in the draft. Like fourth or fifth round. Relatively early. I don't take quarterbacks early. Not an idiot. But still, fourth or fifth I think it was fifth round. I took first quarterback taken. Twenty minutes later I was like You took Luck first in- over Mahomes? Fifth round. I know. Mahomes already gone? I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like a value, good value yeah, quarterback yeah, yeah. pick for me. Maybe in the sixth round. I forget. I have mm-hmm. to go back and look. 20 minutes later, I see Andrew Luck retires. <laughs> Is that the most shocking? Other other football players who have prematurely, I'm putting air quotes up, retired that I can think of would be maybe Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders. It's the, it's the Lions. Jim Brown did it. Jim Brown did it. That's an old school reference. Um, Who else? Mm -hmm. Jim Brown, uh, Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, Robert Smith at Ohio State, uh, running back for the Vikings. Arian Foster. Okay, Arian Foster. He's an interesting case because, man, he went back and completely badmouthed Tennessee and said he was getting paid and stuff during college. Arian Foster is a good one. Good call there. I'm all for people quitting football and fighting. So I was going to say, say, this is coming yeah. from a guy who got a big cut on his face and uh, was like, I should be able to keep fighting. I got hurt more during football than I did fighting. Okay. A lot more. More concussions. Yeah, awful. I wouldn't let my kid play football. Brandon, thoughts? Yeah, I think I could agree with that. I played football, too, when I was younger, and, and I feel like there's probably more risk of injury there than there was with fighting. I mean, it, obviously, fighting comes with its own set of risks, but you know, football 
there's stuff that can end your career while you're out there doing your job and not, you know, a lineman fall on your leg and that's it. What's yeah. the most dangerous sport? Boxing? Is that number one? And it seems like every time I turn around, we're having a boxer die. I know. Now it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It what, That didn't happen for a long time and now it's every week. Well, I mean, are we considering extreme sports too? <laughs> Brandon Bishop's in this conversation. So we, of course, we have to also consider dressing up and, uh, a knight in shining armor and swinging huge swords at each <laughs> other and cool. things like that. So. Jumping out of planes at 30,000 feet. Yeah. And then um, fighting each other. You could do that. You could jump out of a plane and on the way down swing swords at each other. Well, have you, have seen, you done that, Brandon? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> have you seen Uriah Faber's uh, fight league where they jump out of – they skydive and fight at the same time? Okay, so exactly what <laughs> I can, just yeah. said as a sarcastic uh, suggestion. Yeah, have you, you looked can, into doing this? Um, no, but uh, I think I could do it. Fighting at the same time as skydiving? Yeah. Is yeah, the parachute yeah. already open? No, they're free So the falling. goal is to knock him out until he dies? <laughs> they, I, don't know, I don't know exactly what would happen in the event that Hope somebody like, gets knocked out or choked out. I saw you. that he was going to pull his string and I punched him. Ha! Yeah. He didn't get it. I win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you, can, you can YouTube this. Yeah. X-Arm is pretty crazy, too. <laughs> wow. Okay. Hip fighting. But, okay, the conventionals, other than that sport, which I didn't even know existed, other yeah. than those in the uh, Armored Combat League, other than that, what's the hierarchy of most dangerous sports? Is it boxing, number one, and yeah. then football? or is football? Because football is rough, crazy because you have giants sprinting at You're each other. You're literally getting in a car wreck. Yeah. Like, That's right. If you're a wide receiver coming across the middle and Khalil Mack hits you, I mean, good God. There's targeting and stuff nowadays, but that don't really help you. You're going to be knocked out. <laughs> and Cleo Max may be, may be the best example. Alden Smith or, you know, there's – but mm-hmm. but every NFL team has a few guys like that who are 6'3", 280, and they can run a 4'5". Four, four, yeah. yeah, or 4'3", or Crazy. whatever. So they're just sprinting at each other. So I think conventional wisdom does not give football – I guess they do now, but they don't give conventional wisdom doesn't give football credit for being as dangerous as it, is, as it really is. Although the litigious society we live in is more and more every year kind of catching on to it. But boxing, a lot of people think boxing is more acceptable than MMA. I mean, who is the politician who said MMA was human cockfighting? Oh, John McCain did. Jo- like yeah, time. John McCain. That was back in like '94 or something. That was early. Get it. They weren't even allowed on. Uh, <clears throat> they weren't allowed on pay per view, right? What was it? They weren't allowed on something. It was illegal. For I whatever. think Colorado was Shoot. the first state. That, that, that's where the first UFC the first happened, UFC was, and yeah. then for a while, that was the only one that would accept it. Look so. at Colorado out here. They're always on top of everything. Damn. I guess. Damn. You make, making a reference to marijuana there? Making a, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Their teen pregnancy rates like. Low? <laughs> Through the floor now. Like really? Yeah. They're giving out all the free stuff. I mean, I don't know. They're doing the damn thing. I'm okay. surprised their governor hadn't, well, he probably has tried to run for president or something. I don't know. A little closer here. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So, so I just, uh, I sent you guys the link in case oh you want my to watch God. that video. Brandon. It's Brandon, a knockout. Brandon, are you going to Armor Combat League practice oh today? Um, I can <laughs> if you want to go. He's trying to get me to go. Do you know what Armor Combat League is, Ben? Is this like M1 Globals, like the Knights fighting yes. each other? Yeah. Where yeah. is this? Is this around here? Yeah, we've got a team in Louisville. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So we we do not only the M1 Global where it's you fight one on one, but we also do melee events where it's three on three, five on five, ten on ten. I want to do a MMA fight. I don't even know if you call it MMA fight, but like three on three. Yeah. Brandon's yeah, yeah, done yeah. that. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Was it I'm the sorry. was what, it the place in done? the bowl? Yeah, so that yeah. was that was one on one on one. Yeah, one on one on one. 
and the, you know so um you weren't in there with teammates but oh okay i want to do like teammates like I do three too. On that three. Look, yeah that looks really cool and maybe too. like different weight classes like Ooh, a 170 185 a 205 awesome. and you just get on each other that'd be interesting That'd be wild. I'm yeah. down for watching it. The ones that I do, not, they do that. I think it was in Russia. They do it, but it's like Hip, they have yeah. like big, like six foot tall, like things you can stand on and slam each other off of them. I think that's stupid, <laughs> but just give me a regular floor and, you know. Bills fans. Go. Get the Bills fans in Yes. Play. Oh, man. That's a good idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hip fighting. That's, uh, that's the one you're talking about with the obstacles that you can jump yeah. off of and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hip fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon just sent us a link to full contact skydiving knockout. <laughs> That's correct. Which I didn't know. I honestly had no idea existed, but there it is. rest assured, if it does, Brandon Bishop knows about I'll it. I know so about it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brandon. You're very welcome. Okay, so continuing right along with the NFL games today. We haven't talked about basketball at all. We're almost through the entire entirety of the first hour, and that's okay. It's football season. We're it's not football. all UK fans. It's cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be better? Who's going to be better this year, U of L or UK? Ben, I don't know. I have no idea. We it's, don't know. It's but still early. But projector, uh, a lot of the uh, projections have the cards ranked ahead of Kentucky. We right? lost Ohio State the other night, so I'm going to keep my head low till we actually start winning games. Okay. Yeah. You know, tonight uh, Kentucky plays an exhibition game, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they look like against other opponents. But obviously, it's Georgetown University. It's not mm-hmm. like anything big but obviously the first game of the season is going to be kentucky versus michigan state one versus two so that's going to be you're going to get to see real basketball the first game regular game of the season so i'm excited for that Uh, obviously i think louisville's going to be very good uh i think if louisville and kentucky played early on um i think louisville would win but it it Mm -hmm. played you know they play in the end of December, right? I think every year. So, who's going to be the best player for Kentucky this year? Um, I'm going to say Tyrese Maxey. Okay. Um, you know, but he again, he's a freshman. He's not a known commodity. Uh, if I'm going to go with a returning guy, I think Emmanuel quickly uh, has come back and and really looks like a, a player, a different player than he was last year. So, but again, Lowell's got. Jordan Nora. Uh, I was going to say, who's back. the best player for the cards, Ben? Got to be Nora. But I think the difference maker is going to be uh, the Irish Hawk. Yeah, he's a beast, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I wanted him. Uh, Louisville and Kentucky were both recruiting that guy. And uh, I think uh, Calipari quit recruiting at the very end. Louisville gets him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like a beast. Hopefully he can uh, show it on the, the court out there. Um I don't know if he'll start, but if he uh, – because, I mean, Louisville's stacked, man. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of really good players coming in. Uh, best recruiting class I've seen Louisville land in probably 10, 15 years. So. Okay. So we can always talk college basketball. Oh, yeah. I, I, anytime we have like a lull, which happens, right now we're in right in the heart of it for local sports. So we can talk about Louisville football. We can talk about anything right now. Mm-hmm. But anytime we have a lull here on the Weekend Sports Buzz, which is a weekly show – we can talk college basketball, and we'll even generate some callers, okay? But continuing with the football theme, at 1 o'clock today, we have the Cardinals, Saint, uh, Arizona Cardinals, who are 3-3-1 three, three and one against the Saints at the New Orleans Saints. And Kamara's not playing. Okay. So, that'll be interesting. But also, the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. We don't really know. 
It says Drew Brees is available. He's been in practice. He's been throwing. Yeah, so who's going to start there? Teddy Bridgewater hasn't the lost. Yeah, it's at New Orleans. Okay. I would say the the best decision for the Saints would be to leave Drew Brees out for now. I'd go one more. Yeah. Yeah. Because Teddy Bridgewater looks good, right? That Seattle game, the defense bailed him out. But, I mean, other than that, he's a great, yeah, big fan. I would, try- I'd want him on Dallas if I could get him. He is, this season, has completed 132 of 195 passes for 1,370 yards. Nine touchdown passes to two interceptions. So, whether you're Jay Gruden or Brom, it's not a good time to be a a former University of Louisville quarterback if you're a coach. But if you're an quarter, active quarterback in the NFL, Teddy Bridgewater or Lamar Jackson, pretty good time. Oh, yeah. Great, great, great. How it's a good imp- time to be a Ravens fan. Yeah. How, how important is that for the Cardinals fan base and for recruiting that Teddy Bridgewater and Lamar Jackson are enjoying this success at, at the NFL it's level? It's huge. Lamar was there at the game yesterday. He pressed the button to start it. And all the Virginia, Virginia people, they were all looking like, oh, damn, there's Lamar Jackson. You know, Everybody's got to – I mean – I've heard some criticism over Lamar Jackson's Heisman acceptance speech. I loved it. It I seemed loved authentic. It. Yeah. Okay. And also, he's, what, the youngest youngest or second youngest guy to ever win it? Mm-hmm. Cut him a break. He's a teenager. Sure. In front of everyone. Sure. Let you, you know, ever you go up there and give the speech and see what you're going to say, you know? Sure. But he earned it. Outside of that, I would say most people seem to universally, like Chris, you don't dislike Lamar. Oh, no. I mean... He he was so amazing. <clears throat> I mean, he's done the same thing at the NFL, but uh, how do you pull against a guy like that? I mean, he comes out there and leaves it all on the field every time he plays. Uh, very entertaining, and um, I hope he keeps doing what he's doing, making that money. I mean, he's he's probably the most athletic player I've seen at the college level, and that says a lot. I mean, think of all the players you've seen through the years, at least in my time watching. Lamar Jackson. Is he like Michael Vick, or is that a tired comparison? He's better than Michael Vick. But I, mean, I think he's got a better head on his shoulders, too. A lot better. You don't think he's doing the extracurricular things that took Michael Vick down? Yeah. The dog I fighting? I don't think he's doing any dog fighting. But I don't know. He hangs out with Kodak Black a lot, and he's always Kodak in jail Black and stuff, seems so. like a pretty good dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I got on him about uh, hiring his mom as as his agent. I guess is that what he did? Wasn't it? Agent? Right, Ben. Yeah, I think so. And, yeah, but you know what? Um, you know, since he's done that, I mean, I thought there'd be a lot of bad publicity coming. You know, but hey, they've done their thing. It, yeah, I'll working. make a local reference. Um, Derek Anderson, not the quarterback, the legendary Kentucky Wildcat, played eleven years in the NBA. Has been on the air here with me four or five times, and he's talked about here on the, the weekend sports was how he never hired an agent. Mm-hmm. He doesn't think people should hire agents. It's a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money that goes to them, so make your own decisions. So really, that's kind of what I take from Lamar Jackson hiring his mom. Is if, he's gonna, if anybody's going to make money off of him, it's going to be his mom. Mm-hmm. She, hey, she deserves yeah. it, too, because, I mean, she was putting him through football drills as a child in the backyard, so, I mean, she's a big reason he's there. So, looks like the Ravens play tonight at 8:20. The Patriots are 7 and 0, trying to run the table. 
Oh, against got, Baltimore oh, okay. at Baltimore, wow. who are five and two. Can we just pencil them in for the Super Bowl? Super Bowl. You think? I mean, it it looks like it. I know it's still a lot of games to play, but as of right now, oh yeah, they just got Muhammad Sanu as well. Yep, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. What about that whole? Oh, but the Ravens got Marcus Peters right back. Ooh. Yep. All right, so <laughs> wow. Right now, the the Patriots are favored by four and a half points. What if Lamar Jackson could lead the Ravens? I think it could definitely happen. MVP. Yeah. It, what do you mean MVP? If he, if he he's got to be the lead candidate for MVP. I think if he if he knocks that. off the the Patriots. I said before the season. First off, I predicted Louisville would win three games. Looks like they're going to win six within a couple weeks. I won't run from that. Also, to be fair, I thought Reese Gaines was going to be better than Dwayne Wade in the NBA. Me too. Did oh, you? <laughs> okay. Shot. Oh. Uh, what else have I fa- uh, been completely wrong on? Jawan Pass is going to be better than Lamar Jackson. Oh, God. is that your worst? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's <laughs> other things too, but I I thought I called Tim Henderson having that big game okay. the morning of here on the show. Wichita. Yeah. I called that. I really did. It's it's recorded. It's documented. Um, Got himself free beer for life that day. But I'll go on record as saying I think, oh, before the season this year, I said if Lamar Jackson stays healthy, he'll be a legit MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did. You didn't did. I? I Absolutely. did. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that it'll win MVP, but if they knock off the Patriots tonight, that would be one, as you said, that would be. Certainly a step in the right direction as far as MVP candidacy. Especially we, since Mahomes is down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick. Alongside our, our guest today, Ben Fowler. We got Chris Embry. Behind the glass, we got our man, Brandon Bishop. We appreciate everyone tuning in. We're going to head to a break. We encourage you to give us a call on the Louisville Combat Academy Buzz Line, which is 502-384-1450. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz Live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, The Big X. We appreciate everyone tuning in this morning. We are on the air every Sunday morning from 9 AM until 11 AM, talking all things in the world of sports. 
I want to give a shout-out to the Kelly Patrick Show. A lot, of, a lot of our listeners here tune in to hear about basketball, baseball, football, occasionally horse racing or, or golf. Or uh, Brian the Insider calls in and updates us on cycling. Okay, so we're traditional sports here on the weekend sports bus. Of course, we also have a combat sports theme, too. So if you're really into the combat sports, the MMA, the boxing, uh, martial arts, really in the state of Kentucky, check out the Kelly Patrick show available on all top podcasting platforms, Spotify, uh, Google Play, of course, iTunes. So check out the Kelly Patrick show. It's a picture of just me with a chain and a maroon T-shirt, if you want to check that out. We're going to have Jamel Muhammad on tonight to recap his big win in Dover, Kentucky from this past Saturday. Beautiful triangle. Uh, he had a big win over uh, Raymond Yanez. Uh, very nice win for Jamel Muhammad. And, of course, we will also have in studio with us Daryl Ray. So that should be exciting. Tune in. There's a Facebook group called The Kelly Patrick Show. So if you're interested in the combat sp- sports uh, world specifically within the state of Kentucky. Check out the Kelly Patrick Show. Other sponsors for the show are, of course, Louisville Combat Academy, located at one zero one zero five Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky four zero two seven two. We certainly appreciate the support. We got Brandon over there raising the roof. Brandon Bishop of Louisville Combat Academy. We got the Fergusons. I mean, you got a bunch of studs over there. So Holly Jenkins, AJ Jenkins, thanks so much for your support. Also, my health insurance practice, located here in Louisville, Kentucky. I am an independent broker for health insurance solutions. I can help people under the age of 65. If you need to get health insurance, I'm aware of all the options. I can point you in the correct direction. Hence the term independent broker. It means I'm not tied to a specific company. I can recommend Anthem or, or CareSource or or. Depending on your situation, there's other options too. There's some religious exemption health sharing plans. That's all for under the age of 65. Also, between October 15th and December 7th, anyone on Medicare needs to check on their coverage for the next year. Doesn't mean you need to necessarily change anything. But there's 28 available prescription drug plans for 2020 in Jefferson County. If you're on Medicare and you're not checking to make sure you're on the best coverage, that's fine by me. But you're probably missing out on saving some money, uh, making sure you have the best coverage for you. So that's entirely on you. If you don't want to, that's great. If you want to check things out, make sure you have the best coverage for 2020. It's easy. Just give me a call, 502-386-0978. I have 98 customers now. I need to get to 200 ASAP. So if you want to continue hearing episodes for the Weekend Sports Buzz and the Kelly Patrick Show, please help me get to 200 customers as soon as possible. Got an entire second hour ahead of us. We got Ben Fowler in studio with us. Ben has a big fight coming up Saturday, November 23rd mm-hmm. for HR MMA in Elizabethtown. Ben, you're a big traditional sports fan. I've said for a while now, you'd be perfect to have on the air, so I'm very happy you're here in studio with us. Looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're looking forward to your fight. Oh, I've been, well, that, but also been looking forward to coming in here. Yeah. Yeah. Your work schedule changed. and Yeah, now it's now I have free time. <laughs> yeah. So I, I certainly appreciate you, you coming in. What's your favorite sport? Ooh, jeez. Because you're a fighter. You, you hop into the cage with apparently just anyone. I'll say him. Mm, uh, right? I'll say MMA, but football's a close second. I okay. like basketball a lot growing up, but it's definitely MMA and football now. MMA and football. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Do you okay. feel like one helps the other if you participate in both? Mm. I think MMA or any martial art, honestly, specifically grappling, helps you in everything you do, <clears throat> even day to day life, just staying mentally healthy and everything. Mm. A lot of people, you know, therapy and everything. I'm always for people going to therapy, but some people, um, like myself, Going in and doing jiu-jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, whatever, that helps me mentally than going and talking to a therapist. I'm I've with you. i to therapists as well and do that on top of it, but I think it, it really clears your head and keeps you stable and happy. So what you're saying is there's really no replacement for punching someone in the face. <laughs> <laughs> keep you or mentally choking, sharp. And, choking and pulling on their arms and legs. Yeah, you know? to keep yeah. you happy, you must hurt other people. <laughs> yeah, it's the human condition. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I would contend is, if not already, but it's quickly becoming the most popular martial art in the United States. There goes white belt, then blue belt, then purple belt, then brown belt, but then black belt. I, myself, I'm a blue belt. Brennan Bishop, you're a purple belt, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Ben Fowler, you're a brown belt. Yes, sir. Not far off from being a black belt? Been been a few been a couple years so at some point how far. at some point a black belt under the the I guess I'd say the legendary Chewy right Chewy yep it's inevitable he'll be a black belt soon don't yeah. let him don't let him play uh, you know just got to get the done with this MMA stuff after this next fight I think so then I'll be focusing on jiu-jitsu. I interviewed you after your last fight after you no actually I interviewed you before the Elijah Walker fight yeah Johnny mm-hmm. Patrick helped yep, yep, me yep. and. Then I talked to you, I think, afterward, too. And I was like, any more fights for you? You're like, I, no, no, no. You said before the last fight, you were like, this is it. I'm done after this, right? Yeah, I didn't know. I was like, if they offer me a title shot, I'll take it. So here we are. Luckily, nobody wants to fight Derek, rightfully so. So <laughs> You talked about football being your favorite sport. Derek Overstreet, a very accomplished football player himself. I've always wanted to, because if, if you see me at UofL games, I, we sit three rows away, and we're right next to the visitors, and I'm screaming at the other team. And I've always wanted to fight a football player to see how it would go. So we're going to find out. I don't know that this is the best case <laughs> study for that. What I mean by that is this. Slim down now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Derek Overstreet is now trained yeah. very legitimate Brazilian jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. which – uh, I guess the term would be coined maybe. Uh, look at Let's look at Brandon's teammate, Jacob Pierce. Mm-hmm. He used what Rob Mooney has coined as anti-grappling mm-hmm. to avoid being taken down by his last opponent. Right, Brandon? Doing a very good job. So if you take a real good athlete, which I guess that is what Jacob Pierce is and is what Derek Overstreet is, and you put him into a MMA gym for a while, he can train specifically on how to avoid being taken down. And even though they may not necessarily have the fanciest of Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, submission finishes, they at least are familiar with it. He trains under Derek Overstreet, trains under uh, Donnie, Donnie right? Wallace Donnie's at Hicks good. MMA. He's yeah, great. very legitimate black mm-hmm. belt. So that has to good be the strategy. Talks. Yeah. Good wrist rocks from Donnie Wallace. He taught a couple of them at the at our seminar in Nashville a couple years ago, and it was some surprising stuff I never thought about. That's an interesting case, actually. Is you guys are under the same affiliation, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, there's a that Sean Hammond's affiliation is huge. There's a ton of people in that. They're great guys. Yeah. So but the other thing with Derek is, uh, if you're going to be a D1 athlete at that level, especially in football. You have to have a crazy work ethic. And oh, when you put yeah. that work ethic towards something else like fighting, you're going to get good really quick. And people are like, oh, he's only been trained two, two and a half years. I'm like, yeah, but he's not a normal person. 
I feel know. like it's only fair that if you win this fight, you have to play him in a game of football. <laughs> One-on-one football. Yeah, yeah. All-time quarterback, Kelly Patrick. <laughs> and then you guys are just running and, and uh Two-hand touch defending. or tackle? Oh, tackle for sure. Full tackle. contact. Yeah, no okay. fouls. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I saw Derek Overstreet fight his first fight. I didn't know much about him. I, I had a list of information I got from him. Said he played football for Western Kentucky. I planned on getting to that. I think you were the, holding the camera for that. That's right, <laughs> Chris. I'm pointing at Chris Embry here, holding the camera for Hard Rock MMA. Is he responsible for the wonderful ring girls? <laughs> no. Shots that, uh, that you know what we're talking about with that, Ben? Oh, <laughs> I got during s- my fight, half uh, you know they're going through the round, and I'm like, they're just following the ring girl, <laughs> following the, the, the bikini area of the yes, ring specifically. Yeah. No, that was not Chris Embry. That was one of my other friends that I got to hold a camera for the fight. We were watching the Zach Patton versus Brent Harrison mm-hmm. fight, too. Same thing happened in that. Yep, that was the f- same card Must as mine. Must have been the yeah. same night. It yeah. was the same was. night. I'm not going to mention who it was, but it was a friend of mine. I asked him, hey, man, you can get into the fights for free. You're not going to get paid, but you can hold a camera. He was like, oh, yeah, I will. Well, all he focused on was zooming in on the ring girls instead of the actual fight in the cage he's trying to get so more people to can i in. use this as a segue to Please. um to bring up the uh the fights over the weekend in bellator we had uh adult film star orion star make her mma debut mm-hmm. wow and um she from what I, I didn't see the fight but i understand she pretty much got obliterated mm-hmm. like i thought you were gonna have some it. clever pun there but no. no she got beat up pretty bad so I'm just kind of wondering if this is um, her trying to ride off of her name, you know, kind of like a CM Punk. Oh, where certainly is for something outside. Can't knock of, it though, can you? Um, you know, as a legitimate fighter, it kind of makes you upset that these people are getting a free pass. Sure. Uh, kind of they they get a. There's people out there pass. who are female fighters who Linda Mahalik, for example. Yeah. There are people who are deserve those opportunities right. more so right. than and, she does. Yeah, exactly. And then and then you get somebody like her who has some nothing to do with martial arts or combatives, um, but is just quote unquote famous for another reason. I had never heard of her before this. Mm-hmm. But um you know, it's kind of upsetting that somebody like that can get to the front of the line, especially when you get the exposure that she's gotten off of the Bellator fight. Um but when she's clearly not that competent. Um, so I can see that. But then again, if you put yourself in their situation, what would you do? I mean, you're clearly going to ride that train, right? I mean, if, if Ben was a famous, uh, football player outside of this and then gets to skip the whole amateur scene and just go straight in to be a professional fighter, Greg Hardy, you know, look no further than Greg Hardy. I I don't have a problem with them being in Bellator or anything like that. But once you get into the UFC, that's when I have a problem. I was fine with seeing punk having one fight. In the UFC. And then, all right, make an example of him. Right. Get him out. We didn't need to see that second fight he did. That was That was garbage because they lowered the, the level. The other guy didn't deserve to be in yeah, there either. Yeah, neither one. The people were booing and just, it was uh, just a mockery of the yeah. whole thing, you know. Well, and then we had, uh, we also had Dontale Mays, formerly the, of Hard Rock MMA. Oh, yeah. Uh, fought in UFC Singapore. Dontale Mays has been in here and sat in this <laughs> chair with me for the weekend sports bus. He? Yep. So, um... I don't know him personally. I've, I met him once at a Hard Rock event, so I can't claim that I know him. But um, Yeah, I'm not best of buddies with him either, but he's always been very nice and very yeah. promising. Yeah, seems very capable. Oh, very yeah. capable. Looked good in his fight um, all the way up to uh, he lost by a heel hook at, uh, I think it was like 15 seconds left in the last <sighs> round or something. Man. So, um, 
to you the know, French it, guy who's a, a jujitsu uh, specialist. And and that's another hot topic in the group of the Kelly Patrick group and on the show is uh, heel hooks and leg attacks in jujitsu. I see Ben over there shaking his head. No, what's that mean, Ben? Are you a, are you an anti leg lock guy? I hate him. Do you uh, really? I hate it. Okay. Oh, I I I, I like him in jujitsu. I don't like him in MMA. Okay. So. Let me. All right. So, why do you think you? Why don't you like them in MMA? If you can pull them off and do them, like who's Mar Polaris is one of my favorites. Uh, is he your favorite? One of my one favorites. of your favorites because it was just something crazy is going to happen every do time. Do you think he, he gets a bad rap? No, he's he's an idiot. he's dirty. Yeah, dirty. I don't think he's dirty. I think there's just like something's wrong with him. Like <laughs> it's not a language barrier. Chris Embry, just so you know, he. Ben Fowler, could you please inform Chris Embry of who Paul Harris is and why he would get right. a bad rap in him, MMA? They call him the tree stump. He's about five foot seven, but he weigh, he fights at one eighty five, and he was, I mean, probably two, every bit of two hundred something pounds walking around that short. But it's all muscle, and all he does, he doesn't throw punches. He just dives on your leg, gets the heel hook, and he rips it. And he does. He lets it go when he wants to. You and can the, tap. The, the ref can. Pull, the ref is pulling on him. Like, please let go. And he's just. He's trying to, to rip your knee up. apart. Even after his opponent is tapped and after kicked him the, out of the UFC for it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Who's more egregious, uh, Daly or Paul Harris? What? Because Daly's permanently banned from the UFC yeah. on a different level. We don't have to continue with the MMA talk, Ben. We got to have you back in for the Kelly Patrick show soon. Yeah. We do. Or we can jump all into that. Once again, if you're interested in the combat sports talk, the Kelly Patrick Show t-shirt, picture me in a maroon t-shirt with a chain, check it out on any top podcasting platform. Football, okay? Lamar Jackson with a big opportunity tonight. Mm -hmm. Is that where the collective eyes of the Louisville fan base are at right now? Is that right? On Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. It should be. An opportunity of a lifetime. You called it. You said if they beat the Patriots, Lamar Jackson for MVP. I'm all for it. Yep. Kentucky benefits from the basketball side of things from having at least one player on every roster in the entire NBA. Right, Chris? It's almost I made that up, but I'm sure there's some teams. I was going to say, wow. Probably not every team, but pretty much, okay? I mean, Kentucky does that by themselves probably. (laughs) Who's the best Kentucky player in the NBA right now? Because NBA season started. I, you still have to say Anthony Davis, right? I mean, I would think uh, he's got to be up there. Uh, him, and then who, who else? What's Carl Towns looking like? Carl Towns is doing real good. Um, he He's not as great defensively. Devin so, Booker. De- oh, wow. Devin Booker, and believe it or not. Uh, Julius Randle's pretty good. Tyler yeah. Hero is okay. coming up. Well, I, did you see what P.J. Washington I was did? about to say Washington tore it up the other night. Uh, his first game in the NBA, he hit seven three-pointers. It's a record. That's insane. He was not known for shooting threes at Kentucky. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see him come in and really uh, light it up his first game. Hopefully he can stay there uh, and make a lot of money. But, you know, it takes a lot of hard work. And he's not the traditional body style that you would have at that position but uh, he's maximized his talent, um, and he's, you know, it's still early, but uh, he's doing pretty pretty good for himself to start out. But uh, And then Tyler Hero, I mean, I don't think he was in the top 40 uh, before last year, and now it looks like he's one of the favorites to win Rookie of the Year. Now, <laughs> that's early again as well. 
but uh, a lot of uh, Kentucky guys uh, knew, you know, the uh, rookies coming in and making a splash. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what Anthony Davis, though, what he can do with the Lakers. Uh, obviously, you've got stuff with LeBron and China going on and <laughs> all that stuff. But, uh, you know, it looks like the Lakers are definitely going to be the favorite to win it, um, in my opinion. But uh, glad basketball's back. Are you an NBA fan, Ben, or no? I cheer for players. Okay. That's I love I LeBron. Do you? Okay. I, love, I hate seeing him get older. It's tearing me up, but it's well, my guy. Chris Embry just said he thinks if there's a team that's the favorite to win it all this year, it'd be the Lakers. Would you agree? Or what do you think about the Crosstown Rivals? Or actually, the Staple Cross Arena Rivals, mm-hmm. yeah. Staple Center, uh, Los Angeles Clippers with Kawhi. You think Kawhi's got a pretty oh, good, char- awesome. charming personality? I love him. I think <laughs> what do great. you think of that interview and all that stuff? Anytime he gets the mic, it's funny. Yeah. I like his laugh. <laughs> I like he's sponsored by New Balance too. If y'all if y'all yeah, don't uh, y'all know who Jack Harlow is, yeah. the oh, local yeah. rapper. Yeah. yeah, I love that New Balance. Uh, oh, you got some New Balance on too. Yeah, yeah, the New Balance sponsorship. I love all those guys. They're cool. What do we think of? Oh, Jamel Muhammad wears New Balances. He's all about the New Balances with the old man. Is that kind of uh, dad jokes and stuff like that's kind of like. Become popular? It, everything's got to be ironic. Okay. I guess that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. That's so, funny, though, that uh, I, I never envisioned, you know, the dad's shoes making it into the MMA. Scene. How big of a deal is Jack Harlow? If we're ranking current rappers, where's he at? Overall? Yeah. I don't think he's even on the radar. Okay, like, but like top 50 current rappers oh, I don't know. in the world? I, lo- I think he's a poet. Like, even though he's from Louisville, if you just took that away, if you just look at his... His lyrics, it's like, man, he's putting a lot of thought into this. He reminds me of J. Cole. Okay. Yeah. But he's so young. Once he's lived a little bit, I mean, he's 21. Once he's lived some more and had some, like. What high school did you go to? Experience. Uh, DeSales. DeSales, yeah. okay. He went to Atherton, Atherton I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, okay, if we're ranking rappers, musicians ever from Louisville. Jim James has had a lot of success for My Morning Jacket recently, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Jack Harlow. Who else deserves to be in that conversation? Bryson Tiller. Yeah, Bryson Tiller. Oh man, I'm on the. Sp- I, once I leave, I'm gonna have that's okay. A ton of them. I don't know. Bryson uh, Tiller. I, I love seeing him. You know, uh, put a lot of money back into the mm-hmm. community he grew up in. Yeah, I grew up playing there at the that park. So uh, at Wyandotte, really and okay. he's put a lot of money in into it over there. So. Where'd you grow? What, what Where'd you grow up at, Chris? Over what at neighborhood? Airport projects. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Same okay. place Tiller grew up. Uh, but, uh, you know, they tore them down, so you can't go back and relive mm-hmm. any of those moments. All the buildings are gone. But, uh, uh, yeah, the the park right there was the main staple of the neighborhood. And, and what high school did you go to again? Western High School. Okay. Yeah. I didn't stay long. I, I quit in the 10th grade. <laughs> didn't didn't do too well in high school. I remember you telling me you went back later in life to get your GED, though, and then you actually have a college degree yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Got a degree, but uh, yeah, we we uh, we had a lot of fun times. It wasn't all crazy stories. I mean, we we definitely had a good time growing up over there. Okay, but uh, Tiller, absolutely, he's one of the I think the top guys for local, especially in the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. But Harlow is definitely making a name. He's on the come up big time. Absolutely, yeah. Brandon Bishop. Are you familiar with who Jack Harlow is? 
No. That's okay. I appreciate your honesty. You know what's funny is I was recording an episode the other day, and I said Mark Weinberg is the Jack Nicholson of of MMA in Kentucky. And I was like, Brandon, do you, do you, does that reference make sense to you? And he goes, no. And that's okay. You're not a basketball or football fan. Like, I like the lake hoodies. Because he's, he's like at Lakers. Lakers, he's always sitting there. Yeah, cage side. Billy Crystal I'll tell you, is he's in the... shape too. I saw him at the football game the other day on the sideline. I was like, Good God, man, you've been lifting. Yeah, I had uh, Mark Weinberg in and interviewed him on the the weekend sports was like eh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. He he loves MMA. You know, it's funny, man. Uh, MMA in Kentucky is like a, such a small, tight knit community that he wants to attend and be a part of it because he loves MMA, which is so cool. He should train. He should. He said he went into – did you hear the episode where he's on with me? He said he went into Derby City and oh, did, did, did a little bit of jiu-jitsu. Oh, and, there you go. And yeah. he was like, uh, man, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Especially at the beginning. Ooh, <laughs> oh, yeah. you got to almost yeah. have a, a bizarre appetite for getting your ass kicked That's to me. even come back to the second or third <laughs> class. A little masochistic, yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. I think so. you got to yeah. be like, ha, 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 man, I got my ass kicked today. That's awesome. <laughs> and then yeah. sleep well that night because you liked that. Never mm-hmm. snore louder. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you're like, well, I've been doing it for a few months now, four or five days a week. Ha, ha, ha. I'm still getting my ass kicked just like it was my first day. And then I'm like three and a half years in, and it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask. So I heard that uh, Kelly came in and rolled with oh, you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep, I did. I made it to Derby City a couple times. I and did. I wanted to ask how that went. I wanted to get an honest answer because <laughs> if I good, asked Kelly, defense, I knew he was going to lie. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Good defense? Yeah. So that means that you were offense the entire time then. Right? Oh, yeah. So that's he's, accurate. Yeah, yeah. He's a brown belt. I'm a blue offense. Belt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ooh. no wrist locks. No wrist locks. No, I don't know. No, no prison rules. Do you go? Do you go for attempt wrist locks often? Mm, not really. Okay. I've I've really changed my whole uh, approach to jiu-jitsu Since while I'm doing, doing MMA. Oh, okay. Everything's top game, and uh, usually just chokes and dominant positions over yeah. submissions. That's how it should be. I agree. Yeah. One hundred. For the sake of MMA, it should be. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, that's why I want to get back. That's why I want to finish it or get done with MMA so I can get back to jiu-jitsu and you know be upside down on the bottom going for feet and goofiness you know and foot lo- or wrist lock because that's fun yeah jiu-jitsu is yeah. fun and playful right mm-hmm. even if you get your ass kicked it's not like you're gonna wake up with a bad headache i don't know i get I thrashed have. around <laughs> no, i was gonna say i have <laughs> okay but comparing it to striking yeah it's like down here sparring yeah yeah sparring but honestly if you're not gonna fight don't spar okay i agree yeah. I agree with that entirely. I'm not trying to spar strike, especially if you don't trust your partners. I trust. I mean, you know, you got to know who you're going with. Yeah, because people like yeah. But you said Mark Weinberg is Jack uh, Nicholson of Kentucky. Would you consider yourself the Joe Rogan of Kentucky? I guess so. Yeah, I think everyone does. I, I guess know. so. Now that's not saying much. Joe mm-hmm. Rogan's got the entire globe. Maybe more accurately, I've got Kentucky. Like, <laughs> I think he's more like the Jerry Springer. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I have more of a Jerry Springer, Maury Povich um, feel than yeah. Rogan does. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing paternity test results here on the weekend sports <laughs> That would be I amazing. Was. I wouldn't. Seriously, you could, I would do You that. could make like a whole season just out of Daryl Ray. Daryl Ray. Yeah, yeah. nothing but paternity tests for Daryl. Rogan hasn't really done anything like that, has he? No, 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 no. Is it, has he? What would be the best? No paternity test. 
Not not until he hears this. There was this. a guy that started a, tried to start a revolution on his podcast one time. That was weird. What was, was that? Like, You've heard every single Joe Rogan episode. It was probably like six years ago, and the guy was like, come on, man. We're going to rise up. We're going to take your followers. We're going to take back. We're going to go to the – he's like, all right, calm down. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine line because you've heard every single Rogan episode, and Rogan prides himself on not being far left, not being far right, being a centrist, right? Mm-hmm. He removes himself from the – he just lets people talk mm-hmm. out like that. Well, usually, unless he's – but he's always intoxicated, so he does different things, you know? Well, I like how he kind of calls everybody out yeah. on the dumb stuff. So rather than like just allowing them to have a platform, he does kind of speak up whenever they say something a little egregious or a mm-hmm. little out there, and he's like, whoa, 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 now wait a minute. You're, you mean to tell me that – and then, you know, so, I mean, he does kind of... Because if he didn't ask those questions, then everybody would be thinking, like, well, this was the angle that I was thinking. Yeah. Like when I placed the bet on air against you. <laughs> the reason I That's did that... That's a good bet. You should have put that bet. Well, have you seen Derek? I didn't purposely... <laughs> I didn't purposely place the bet. What happened was Nick Maupin was on with me. Who was on? It was... It was me. It was you, think, Nick yeah, Maupin. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. us three. Yeah. And Nick Maupin goes, oh, yeah, Ben Fowler versus Derek Overstreet. Ben Fowler is going to destroy him. And I was like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Pump the brakes on that. I think it's a good matchup. Coin toss maybe. Yeah. Okay. But you can't you, – you, right? It, it, to, to, totally get, yeah. to present a logical uh, stance. Like if I had someone on and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go fight against Francis Ngannou. <laughs> and, man, I'm going to destroy him. And I was just like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> that would sound dumb, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if someone comes on and says Derek o- or Ben Fowler, it's not even close. We don't even need to preview that. Ben Fowler is going to destroy Derek Overstreet. Derek Overstreet hasn't lost. He was an all-conference Division One football player. Uh, he's looking really good. good. Camp, yeah. So to at least present the logical different side of the argument, I need to say, hey, man, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, Nick Moppin's funny, man. I need to have is, him back funny. in. Right? He is. You got to train with Nick Moppin? No. 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 Um, he's got some really good back takes. <laughs> if you're not looking, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about is on the, the yeah, I saw y'all were rolling on there. Nick no, Maupin we and, and Brandon Bishop were on there and they're to, having some drinks to imply that we were rolling means that I was participating. <laughs> you I did, didn't know, I know we were rolling. I know, I know exactly how this goes. <laughs> you did submit him though. I did. Yeah. 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 Via street fin- rules. Finger lock. Yeah. Pinky lock. That's right. Wow. Okay. You mess with the bull. You get the horns, bro. <laughs> Some people like have when I have Daryl Ray on. I've had him here in the weekend sports press. Chris, you met Daryl Ray. Yeah. Before that morning, it was eight thirty a.m. We were out here in the parking lot. Chris, you had no idea who he was, did you? No. And uh, <laughs> when he got here and pu- started pulling boards out, this of this is where truck, you broke the boards on him. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It was out here in the parking <laughs> Incredible. lot. Incredible. Yeah. And uh, Chris was like, "Well, I, I probably gave you a little warning before Daryl." Daryl arrived. I think I messaged you and Doc, and I was like, hey, guys, let's arrive a little early. We got a guy who's going to come in. He says he'll let us do a breaking demonstration in the parking lot. We need to have him back on and have him do that again. Yeah, I want to come for that. Do you? I, I would love to see. I want to see him break something with his head. The the best part, obviously, was when you, you know, full, you know, strength took the board to his arm. That was pretty good, man. Yeah, there's the YouTube video of it. The thing I respect the most about Daryl Ray <laughs> <laughs> is that he posts videos on YouTube of him attempting to break like concrete blocks, even if he doesn't break them, still posts the video. I mean, you got to give him some props for. Oh yeah, got to give him tons of props. He for posts that. videos of him messing up teaching technique too. So yeah, it happens. 
you don't have to upload everything you record if you know if you're well listening. i kind of i kind of <laughs> respected his answer though when we asked him about it yeah it was he, on the air i said hey like kind of like the the thing we were talking about earlier i gotta present the conventional wisdom question which is why do you upload the videos even if you don't break <laughs> things and what did he say brandon I, I think it was just to show that it just that he's willing toughness. to try and that that it takes toughness to do it and you don't you don't always succeed at everything you lost daryl ray the philosopher so yeah that was uh that was some confucius stuff coming from daryl ray right there very deep yeah have him back in late, later today the wise face breaker we'll also to- have brian phillips and chad cunningham two of the black belts mm, i get nice. to train jiu-jitsu with a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu of Kentucky. So I'm recording two episodes for the Kelly Patrick Show tonight. Recorded an episode of the Johnny Patrick Show with my son Johnny and my daughter Caitlin and I last night. So I, I just record radio shows and podcasts all the time now. It's like, that's all I do. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, you should just start adding video to this and just make it like a documentary type thing and just let people follow you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Ooh. Yeah, yeah kind of like, like that. that. Yeah, maybe not twenty four hours. Why not? We want to inquiring minds want to know what what Kelly Patrick's up to. Pay premium for. <laughs> we get to see the <laughs> the Kelly day. Patrick Show group. We had like upwards of what ten or eleven viewers last time we went live. That was a big hit. Yeah, yeah, we were in double digits. <laughs> yeah, and, at uh, one point we were, and then it dropped back down to two. Yeah, then, but I think one. I think if you were to take total number of viewers, we might have hit twenty. Wow! Ooh. Oh my God! Impacting the culture on the Kentucky. come up. Yeah. yeah, it's getting crazy. Well, I mean, our numbers are in double digits now, but just wait five or six years. <laughs> There's potential there to. Yeah, I don't know. We, we could even be digits. up at fifty. Upper, upper double digits there. Okay. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. We got some college football to continue to recap, to talk about, preview upcoming games for the Cards, the Cats, and the Hoosiers. We're going to head to a break. I'm Kelly Patrick for Ben Fowler, Chris Embry, and, of course, behind the glass, we got our man Brandon Bishop running things. We encourage you to give us a call on the Louisville Combat Academy buzz line, which is 502 384 1450. Be sure to stay tuned. We will be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz live here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, WXVW, the Big X. We want to thank Louisville Combat Academy for their support. 
10105 Dixie Highway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40272. Also, my health insurance practice. I'm an independent broker. Give me a call, 502-386-0978. I can help with any health insurance request in Ohio, Kentucky, or Indiana. Right before we started this segment, I asked, what have we neglected for a general sports show? And Ben Fowler, you said boxing. Boxing. Yep. What do we have? A couple what, good fights coming up. Okay. What 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 fights coming up have your interest? Obviously that um Andy Ruiz Jr. Ruiz, yeah. Versus Anthony Joshua rematch, which he's, is Saturday, like December seventh in uh Dubai, Saudi Arabia, right? Okay, yeah, Saudi Arabia, wherever, yep. So I think that'll be five PM Eastern Standard huh. Time. So Okay. Not awful. No, like not Singapore, that bad. you know, UFC the night where it's a morning fight. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Ruiz looks like he's taking a lot of weight off. I don't know if that's going to be good or bad for him, but I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. And also, Josh has got a chip on his shoulder now. So oh yeah, I've just never been a of all of the uh, Wilder, Fury, Joshua. That seemed to be like the big three. I never was too big on Joshua. He looked the best, but physically, he he looks like a boxing model. Yeah, for he looks. Pictures, he looks. He photos. doesn't even look real. Yeah, <laughs> statuesque. Yeah, gold but, medalist, Olympic gold medalist. Mm-hmm. Can't knock that. I think Fury's the Fury's the one though. The he's best, incredible. Yeah. And you know what's wild about Fury is he's also the funniest. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Tyson Fury so much. Have you seen his WWE stuff? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, funny. now if he doesn't, he's Brad Pitt and Snatch in real life. <laughs> he is. What mm-hmm. about his how he embraces Charlie Zelenoff? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy's crazy too. Oof. Um. Yeah, Wilder. Also, are they? Are is that the? Are they? Have they signed a fight yet? Each it's going to happen, is what they're saying. But I don't think a date is set. Okay, that needs to happen ASAP. Oh yeah, because and they keep on goofing. I don't like boxing all that much because they do these little like goofy fill-in fights. Like you're going to fight some guy that sucks, you know? For well, no you can reason. make a bunch of money in the meantime, so that's yeah. Why. But you can also get cut like you did if you're Fury, and then you got a loss on your record to kind of a nobody and then it kind of messes up the wilder fight and, true you know that's what i like about mma it's like we're gonna put on the best fight or ufc specifically we're put on the best fights and you're gonna fight the best guy and if it was good you're gonna do it again the next fight mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> i would an argument could be that mma is so new it oh, only yeah, started totally. in 93 that it's in the uh, almost archaic stages compared to boxing because boxing's been around for a couple hundred years mm-hmm. in the current form. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at some point they will probably get away from the UFC monopoly, which is what it is. That's why we, that's why we get the fights we want is the UFC really has a monopoly on the top level of the sport. Boxing, you have Al Heyman, you have uh, top rank, you know, you have Don King. You have, for years it's always been competing. The, boxer, the top level boxers make more money Okay. Absolutely. And a good example of what you said is a little fill-in fight. Anthony Joshua had never fought in the United States. It's long been considered a kind of conventional wisdom for an English boxer to really cash in and make money. They got to start to fight in the United States. Well, to the tune of what you said earlier, Ben, he had a little fill-in fight. Everybody wanted Mm -hmm. to see Anthony Joshua fight against... Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury, but no, he was like, I want to go to Madison Square Garden and I want to fight an American in America in, mm-hmm. the, in the United States to really make some money. He was going to fight a guy named Andre Durrell, big baby, 
just for the sake of fighting in the United States. Well, Darrell yeah. tested positive for steroids three times, so they had to find a short-notice replacement. So exactly to the tune of what you were saying, they were like, we'll take this sloppy-looking uh, uh, Mexican-American guy, Andy Ruiz Jr., and uh, Anthony Joshua will win. He'll make a bunch of money, and the rest will, you know, he'll continue on his ascent within the, the world of heavyweight boxing. No, Andrew Ruiz Jr. showed up. I was there. You fight the fight for a reason. I was there. I was at Madison Square Garden, had really good seats. Mm-hmm. First boxing, big boxing event I've ever That's been incredible. to. That's incredible. Wow. What My dad and his wife uh, had always wanted to take me to a boxing event, and they chose this one, and I got really good seats and got to stay a couple nights in New York and go to it. Did not expect at all. Andrew Ruiz Jr. was yeah. going to win. Sure enough, drunken Englishmen all over Madison Square Garden. It was crazy. It was insane. Drunken Englishmen everywhere. And they were all hell-bent on the idea that Anthony Joshua was untouchable. He hadn't lost at that point. He was an Olympic mm-hmm. gold medalist and never lost. Had Ruiz lost? Ruiz lost a once, uh, once a controversial decision in New Zealand. Okay. Oh, yeah. What's that guy's name? Tony Parker. Parker. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Um, so, yes, he had lost. But it was hometown, maybe home cooking for a decision mm-hmm. for one of the top of guys boxing. in the world. Yeah, there yeah. is. So, yes, he had lost. He wasn't considered to be – and he's sloppy looking. He's a mm-hmm. fat guy. So nobody thought he was going to beat Anthony Joshua. But if you really look into it, Andy Ruiz Jr. has been Monster. legit for a long time. It's not mm-hmm. like a – if Anthony Joshua was trying to take an easy fight, somebody he could easily beat, whoever made that decision did a horrible job. Because Andy Ruiz Jr. showed yeah. up there and he bullied him. He was fat. He get, he 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 came in. I think at like two sixty three or two sixty seven. <laughs> he was sloppy looking, but man, he made that ugly and he he knocked him. You gotta feel bad for Joshua because Wilder he had his little whatever fighting. It's a nobody, and that guy was fat and I mean he was chunky and like he didn't look like he trained and. Good God, the, I think he hit him with a two. That was the biggest right hand I've seen in boxing, especially Wilder. from Wilder. Good yeah. God, he sent him to the outer space. But yeah, he was probably just wanting a little tune-up fight, and they gave him that monster. Welcome to the United States. You right. get a fight and make some money. Oh, no, you got Andy Ruiz Jr. I love Andy Ruiz Jr. If I were to rank personalities in the heavyweight division, of course, Tyson Fury, because he's funny. Mm-hmm. Tyson Fury's funny and uh, has a great personality, real big advocate of mental health awareness. I mean, just everything. Tyson Fury's awesome. I like when he starts singing after his fights. Oh, yeah. Love Sings it. Elvis songs. Yeah. He's a he's a gypsy. He is. But Andy Ruiz Jr., as far as likability, Andy Ruiz Jr. is number two, right? You saw him hey, on the I Rogan. I really like Wilder. Okay. To this day. That's one of my favorite clips. You know the guy, he's Radio awesome. Raheem, who asked him that question? Uh-huh. And that was about racial sensitivity yeah. and... Uh, the black experience in the mm-hmm. United States. Radio Rahim's the name of the interviewer who asked him that. If you look up on YouTube, Kelly Patrick slash Radio Rahim, we used to host a boxing show together. Wow. On uh, the guy who asked him that question. Yep. Huh. It was based out of Louisville. My buddy Matt McCarthy put it together and it was all done via Skype. And, you know, it was cool. It was very short lasting. But there are videos out there of Radio Rahim and myself uh, talking boxing. What's the boxing scene like in Louisville? Very minimal. Timothy Moten. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Timothy Moten. Right, Brandon? Yep. He was brought over to England because he's a short, heavy set heavyweight. Undefeated, I think, Timothy Moten fighting out of core combat sports is now 5-0. Okay, and 0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's been here on the weekend sports buzz with me. I need to get him on the, the Kelly Patrick show. But because of his physical stature, 
Anthony Joshua's camp brought him and flew him to England wow. to train with Anthony Joshua. And there's a bunch of articles written on him, and he's built similar, mm-hmm. not quite as tall as Andy Ruiz Jr., but similarly built to Andy Ruiz Jr. They were trying to have him emulate Ruiz. And so Timothy Moten, to answer your question, though, the boxing scene locally, you know, it's limited. Vander Holyfield's been trying to do some work oh, here. Yeah. yeah. He's been been coming in and trying to promote boxing and stuff, uh, putting some of the local kids on, on the map. Mm-hmm. My man Nicholas Barris, I had him on the Kelly Patrick Show. I've had him here on the Weekend Sports Buzz many times as Louisville Select Boxing, names that deserve to be um, mentioned would be Dorico Murray. He's been putting on... Um, Events. My first combat sports event I ever attended. Actually, I take that back. I I met Muhammad Ali at an event when I was little. My dad brought me to a boxing event. But as an adult, first combat sports event I attended in Kentucky was a uh, future promotions event put on by Joe Shirley and Dorico Murray in 2013. And that's how I met Gary Thomas and Todd Neal. And they were like, you got to go to the MMA events. And so in 2013, I started going to MMA events because of that. So there's a scene here. It's limited, though. Yeah. I feel like that's ha- that's what's happened is a lot of people come to train boxing. And then... Come where? Anywhere. Any Derby martial City? arts place. Okay. And then they start... They're like, this jiu-jitsu stuff looks interesting. I'm going to try it. And then they just abandon boxing and grapple. And it's like, man, like, I really want... I would... You know, Muhammad Ali's from here and everything. You know, I, w- I always hoped that there would be like a huge you know boxing a lot of boxing prospects and a big scene here in the city but it's just i don't know it's never you never really hear about it so i think the boxing scene is a little bit bigger in cincinnati honestly is it oh yeah yeah if you go two hours outside of louisville to cincinnati you're gonna you're Mm -hmm. gonna find a bigger scene i think in indianapolis as well too Mm -hmm. i agree okay adrian bronner in recent years from cincinnati lytle's up there is Lido he still is, doing bare knuckle? Uh, I don't think he's currently fighting, okay. but he doesn't seem like he. <laughs> I was watching some Chris Lytle fights with Johnny last night. My son, he's a beast. Yeah, anybody that does that bare knuckle stuff—that's just it's wild. What do you think of the psychology where they say you don't want to do bare knuckle boxing at the beginning of your career because then you have a short-lived career? Yeah. The best time to do bare knuckle boxing. This is the conventional wisdom among fighters. Is it the end of your career when you get old? <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that crazy, Cash Brandon? Grab. Yeah, Brandon has said that. They're like, oh, yeah, at the end of your career, that's when you want to get into bare-knuckle boxing. I'm like, what the hell? Like, when you're older? But, yeah, apparently that's the time to do it because if you start young, you just won't make it very far. Yeah, yeah you don't want to get all busted up. up a bunch. Yeah, yeah you, you don't want to be crazy. You build up all that scar tissue, and then you get cut open by a pillow. Yeah. Wait till you're older. <laughs> yeah. Louisville Combat Academy buzz line is 502-384-1450. We encourage you to give us a call. Get in on the action. We are going to head to the buzz line now. We have our man, Carolina Steve, is on the line with us. Carolina, how are you this morning? Just fine. Uh, How about them Cardinals yesterday? Wow. You told me Scott Satterfield was a good hire from day one, Carolina. I won't forget that. And it appears you were correct. Well, you know the bowl matchup I want to see now? What's that? I want to see Satterfield and Louisville play the Mountaineers of Appalachian State. 
That brings up a good point. My biggest reason that the the reason I like that hire of Satterfield so much is that he left. He took the whole coaching staff. He took. I'm sure he took players from him too. That'll be here next year, and they're still ranked. They're still out there, you know, doing the thing. I'd love that bowl matchup. He uh, he took uh, some. Uh, the only player I know that uh, went with him was Conley, the quarterback who was the commit, and everything. He's got a. He had. He left a great team behind. I'd like to see him play because he has brought Louisville from uh, from the ashes and ready to rise like the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Okay, Carolina. What what else has you intrigued in the world of sports right now? You tuned into this World Series. We haven't even mentioned the World Series is going on right now. Well, it's tied two to two. The president will be there tonight. I hadn't been watching it because of football that's been on television pretty much. Uh, last night, I did want to mention uh, that Clemson did win 59-7. to now, now, by winning like that, they'll probably drop another four spots. <laughs> Who's the best team in college football right now, Carolina? Clemson. Okay. I agree. Do you agree, Ben? Yep. Who, who's who, who's the second best team? Is it maybe LSU or Ohio Alabama, State? Alabama. Alabama, okay. Got the video game offense this year to go with the defense. I think what you're going to see who, uh, about who the ones are, in t- uh, two weeks you're going to have LSU and Alabama playing <laughs> each other. It's going to be interesting to see if Tua will be able to play. I kind of want LSU to win just so I can hear Coach O talk more on camera. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who's number three right now? I think it's it's Ohio State. Oh, okay, Ohio State, yeah. I don't respect the Big Ten too much, so. Okay. Let's see. I tell you who I'm found that I like uh, in the Big Ten, but just (laughs) watching them the last couple weeks, I became a big fan of Minnesota and their coach. Okay. Okay. What do you like from him? The reason is because he let the guy who's been operated on four times for cancer. Oh, yeah. for extra part. And that, to me, that is one of the most heartwarming stories in football. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Minnesota's not winning any championships or anything, but these kids are there and you got to, you know, make it special and that's how you do it right there well y'all y'all be good uh don't have much to report on next week we're playing the the carriers of wofford (laughs) what about any wwe news is tyson fury gonna fight braun Strowman? see i couldn't understand what you said any professional wrestling news we should be up to speed on oh uh it's going to, they're going to have a big uh, – the, the uh, match is going to be Thursday night. Between who? And uh, that's, that's when the, uh, the crown jewel is going to be. What is that? That is the one where uh, you've got uh, Lesnar and Velasquez. Oh, yeah, Cain Velasquez against Brock Lesnar is this Thursday. Oh, no. Yeah, and Cain Velasquez has to. They're having him wear a mask, and I think just speak Spanish. Is that right? Luchador. 
Well, he's, uh, you know, he is the, uh, supposedly, according to the storyline, the uncle of, uh, or the godfather of uh, Ray Mysterio's son. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's going to be interesting, and uh, hopefully, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get it because I don't have the uh, WWE uh, app, but I do have Bleacher Report, and they'll give you a complete rundown of what's happening uh, in that. Well, y'all have a nice day. Great stuff, as always, from our man Carolina. Steve, I love that lately, because of Cain Velasquez and Tyson Fury and, I guess, Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey, he calls in, he follows WWE, so he, he keeps us up to speed for anything related to... Pro wrestling. You know who's another person I heard in an interview on the Ariel Helwani show the other day was Frank Mir. Mm-hmm. He won this past. Yeah, he beat Roy Nelson. Yep. Oh, for Bellator. 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 Yep. Huh. Uh, Friday. I don't even know who. I don't think so. I think Mitrione's the heavyweight, right? Uh, oh no, it's Bader. I'm sorry, That's not right. Mitrione. Bader. Bader. That's You're right. right. Yeah, yeah, Bader. Ryan Bader's that he won the heavyweight tournament. Or okay. Fedor's mm-hmm. washed up. Mm-hmm. I understand Fader's getting ready to fight Rampage now. New Year's Eve type thing or something? I think so, yeah. But it, in the world of heavyweights, you can be pretty old and still survive and get fights, right? You can. I mean, Frank Murr said that the other day. I heard it. He was like, yeah, he's like 41. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not retiring anytime soon. Why would I? Heavyweight division sucks. I mean, and your fights last a minute long. <laughs> you know. That last one went to decision. Oh, did mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So, for the most part, they do. Yeah. Um, so, but Frank Murr is um, fighting de- uh, pro wrestling, too, and trying to get into the WWE or some mm-hmm. other promotion, but he's in some other low-level promotion. What do you think of that? Smart. It's where the money's at. You talk about doing bare-knuckle boxing at the end of your career. You need to wrestle at the end of your career. Make a lot of money. Get out of there pretty quick. Try not to get hurt. Yeah. Try not to. Hey, yeah, they, I mean, that's like Brock Lesnar talked about. He's That's where all his serious injuries came from was wrestling, landing on his head and stuff and getting hit with chairs and whatnot, you know. You a big <laughs> fan of WWE growing up or WWF, WCW? Ooh, WCW and WWF growing up. I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was my guy. And then, you know. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time, Chris Embry? It's got to be Stone Cold. Stone Cold, okay. Yeah. Okay. Stone Cold. I'd say mine's Sting. I don't know why. When I was little, Sting was my favorite wrestler. Sting. Yeah. All right, guys. We appreciate everyone tuning in to the Weekend Sports Buzz. We will be back next Sunday. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week, everybody. Two minutes early. Yeah, he told me there's going to be an error on here. I forgot okay. to tell you. Sorry about that, okay. man. No worries. No worries. Are you able to bring their volume down? Were you able to bring the volume down? The mic volume. Were you able to bring the